0: Welcome to the Hey Soul Sister podcast, where Mel Histon will guide you through life's big questions and bring you one step closer to doing this crazy journey as best you can.
1: Hey Soul Sisters, in the podcast studio today with me are two of my favourite peeps, Miss Rebecca Gibson, psychic to the star, psychic medium, and now spiritual house cleaner.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except I don't clean my own house. <laughs>
1: Hey Beck, how you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? And my other longtime friend, Alexandra Joy, AJ to some, business and culture consultant and yogi. Hello, nice <laughs> to see you. How are you going? Did you know that Beck is is spiritually cleaning houses from ghosts? And
0: I think you might need to come out to mine
2: because oh. there's convict activity next door. I could, yeah. Well, I'm, convicts and I, we go way back. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I totally
1: need you to come to my place because I've had so many weird things happen over the years. I've had two different people come in and do clearings there, but I still think there's stuff going on. Mm. And interestingly, I ran into a previous owner of our place at a party recently and she said, oh, so, you know, like there's ghosts and things in there. And I'm like, yeah, and like right. totally. Oh, cool. What a cool conversation. We're cohabitating. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Electrical devices turning on and off. Yes. Yeah. Electricals often. Well, it gets fritzed,
2: yeah. You know. I told you about this one that I did in Madawi. So, the male occupant of the house died in the house and hit his head and was bleeding out for 24 hours before it was found. And so, where he'd bled out on the carpet, there was a stain, but then his wife continued to live there for four years, had the carpet replaced multiple times had forensic clean for all the slate concrete underneath and then the new occupiers took over occupation last year and they've had the carpet replaced multiple times in the stain keeps coming up appearing. and you can still see where he, he's very trapped in 3D and doesn't want to kind of move on. Wow. Oh, really.
1: The theme of today is actually not spirits it's actually, <laughs> it's actually what is it it's actually energy and <laughs> law of attraction but I want to come back to that just for a second we'll, we'll, we'll come on to the theme of today right. very shortly but I just need to come back to this for a second because I, I hope this is okay, Beck, because there's something, you know, I mentioned a second ago about how we have electrical advice, devices mm. in our house, like TVs and stuff mm-hmm. turn on and a coffee machine and stuff randomly. But I've actually found that a couple of times I have been traveling and I have been in other places, hotel rooms and things on my own. And I've woken up in the middle of the night and I'll be lying there and all of a sudden the TV will turn on.
2: Yeah, well, it's very easy for them to use electrical appliances because they're energy. And so it's easy to use energy. So say when my dad died, his phone was turned off in a drawer, but his phone would ring me all the time and there'd just be white noise and stuff on the other side. But I knew that it obviously wasn't my dad ringing me and my phone when I'm doing readings for clients and stuff, the other side always take over my phone. open things up show me where to go to find things look for things it's just easier for them to use because like especially phones and stuff it's wi-fi i i
1: I kind of like uh, like recently i was away for the weekend and i was in a bedroom on these girls weekend away and i was on my own and i actually was like should i hope the tv doesn't turn on (laughs) maybe because you're in tune and open too i don't know i don't i don't like it it freaks me out yeah yeah. Has that happened to you, AJ? I haven't had
0: TV turn on, but I have had electrical things. And at the house I'm at, the lady before me warned me that she used to have a lot of electrical stuff happen. Yeah. Where the stove would turn on and the lights would flash on it. And oh, it geez, used you to. Don't want the stove where the on. time on the stove was, it would say help instead of the clock. No. <laughs> it would
1: flash <laughs> help at her. I replaced
0: the stove when I arrived. <laughs> So, lots of little things happened there and she had a ladies weekend there once Mm. and they were all her friends from North Shore and they brought a lot of alcohol and as soon as they started drinking, everything went off and all the pumps went off and all the electricity kept stopping and then when they left, she said everything just returned to
1: normal. Yeah. Okay, that's weird. (laughs) I think it's super cool. (laughs) And I love I that love about it. you. And and so you doesn't said, bother me. I love it. Yeah. And so Beck, you said something a minute ago, which mm. kind of I suppose leads into what we're going to talk about today, is energy. It's yeah. all energy.
2: Yeah, it's all energy. Yeah. Everything. The quantum field. The That's, whole universe yes. out beyond Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wanna fill your soul with more? go
1: to the sisterco.com. One of the things I wanted to talk to you about today is energy and I know I see on social media that both of you talk a lot about energy mm-hmm. and energetic frequency and flow and vibration. But I thought we'd have a chat about that in terms of law of attraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys obviously know about law of attraction
2: that's and it's yes. A, bit. <laughs> a little not the well, yeah, not the secret version anymore.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's funny because that's I think the first time I ever heard of Law of Attraction was Rhonda Byrne who authored that was on Oprah years ago it must be 20 years ago Mm. I think that came out and it was like almost a revelation I remember she was like you can have anything you want in life Mm. you just have to
2: attract it to yourself yeah but that's so su- it's so surface level and it doesn't work when you're just like oh because i read that and i'm like oh, i want a new car i do the whole <laughs> visual thing i can imagine my hands on the steering wheel i'm driving this bmw blah 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 and it didn't work and it wasn't until later for me to get to one of those rock bottom points where you realize oh you have to have emotional energy and emotional frequency behind the thoughts in order for you to be able to mm. pull into your vortex what it is that you want.
1: Yeah. And do you remember the first time, AJ, that you heard of Law of Attraction? Oh, it was through The Secret. And I think I'd been
0: looking at things like I'd seen What the Bleep Do You Know, which is
1: yes! a similar
0: kind of movie, but probably a bit less mainstream and the zeitgeist movies and things like that. So I'd already been looking at it, but The Secret kind of did package it up in a very easy to digest way for lots of people yeah yeah
1: because really the the secret was talking about the law of attraction as being a universal law where we (coughs) attract into our lives whatever it is that we're focusing on Mm. which does seem like on a superficial level like it's you know they literally go okay do a vision board do journaling think about it and and you'll attract it Essentially, And the
0: law of attraction is kind of the first law, or the most important law, I think, for our universe, more so than even the law of gravity. And yet it's not really taught properly and people don't really understand quantum field
2: and physics and how it actually yeah, works. Yeah, once you understand the science behind it, it's like, oh, I get it
1: now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about the science behind it. Mm. So, law of attraction, you're saying, is not just doing a vision board and hoping and praying for something to come along and happen in your life or or bring in material possessions,
2: that sort of thing. No, the more you understand how frequency works and hurts and like attracts like, then you start to understand, oh, okay, if I can get myself to this frequency of, say, I want a new house. If I can get my frequency to match moving into the house. So if I'm doing things like, cause you have to have action in motion as well. Mm. It can't just be about visualizing it. You've got to be working towards it. And so I'm grateful for that house and you have to use, present tense in order for your frequency to raise up to align with what it is that you want I'm so grateful that I live in this house it's amazing I love the view that I'm getting from out of the backyard it feels so amazing to drive into the driveway every day feeling comfortable and feeling at home and really get into the gratitude of it and the feeling into it like it's already in existence and then that's how you pull it in to yourself you have to be very mindful about how you word things because the way the law of attraction works like attracts like if you're constantly thinking drama and thinking bad things you're going to constantly attract that into your life as well it's not just about visualizing for things that you want you're also attracting what you don't want by focusing on what you don't want And I think it's really important
0: to remember in that whole idea of visualizing that if you're only getting into the emotion and the state and the frequency once in a while, when you think of it, it's not going to work because you're going to dip back to where you were before. And I'm a big fan of David Hawkins' scale of consciousness, which I always bang on about, but it's a scale of zero to a thousand. And if you're below 200, you're contractive. And he reckons that about 80 percent of the world's population are mostly below 200 so can and you, so you won't manifest until you go above 200.
1: Like, so can you explain mm. what that chart is in the, the scale of consciousness? Scale of consciousness can you try because I've seen images of it and you can actually google David Hawkins chart of consciousness mm-hmm. and you can see what that is and so my understanding is and AJ you can jump in that that there's if you just explain it. Just yeah. explain it. <laughs> so it's a
0: scale, and it's based on emotions, and it's a logarithmic scale. So that means as you go up in points, it exponentially has more impact. So majority of people are below the line, which is below kind of pride, anger, desire, fear, grief, apathy, those sorts of things, and that we're born into a frequency that our soul has chosen. Some people I know I've had mine read, I Um, incarnated at 350, but I dropped to 100 at birth because of challenges that were happening for my mum at the time. And so you have to do the work to move back up. And he says most people that are below 200, which is contractive and requires force. So um, a lot of rap music is below 200. Hitler was at 25 wow right and we can have a different frequency for how we feel about relationships to how we feel about money for example but generally most people are born into one and unless they do some work on themselves as in self-development reflective work they may only go up five points in a lifetime
1: so in a, in at the, on the chart the mm-hmm. the chart of consciousness at the top of the chart what what's that what's at the top enlightenment of the chart? enlightenment and so this, and there's only about six or eight people currently in the world at that level so mm-hmm. can you just kind of go down some of those so the, at the top of the chart there's enlightenment, enlightenment and below that can, is can, peace joy love reason
0: acceptance willingness neutrality and then courage is the 200 mark
1: so above above that above 200 is yes. all those positive frequencies
0: absolutely and that's where you manifest Well, you manifest everywhere, but that's where what people are talking about with law of attraction, wanting to attract in what they want. You can't do it unless you're at courage or above. And courage is the precipice, and I see it in cultures. When I work with a culture, I might see some fear. I might see anger and hurt. And until we can get them into at least some acceptance or some courage to face that and work on it, you can't expand. You can't create what you're looking for because everything's contractive below. Yeah.
2: It's the same as using courage to step out of your comfort zone Mm. and start doing different things to get you to where you want. So say for me, example, I didn't want to continue nursing full time anymore. It was, I just didn't want to do it. This is the life that I want. I wasn't going to financially meet that life because nursing's capped. you you could be working double shifts every single day you're still going to be capped so what am I going to do with my life and then okay I'm going to start a business and then when the universe really started pushing me you have to have this spiritual business I didn't, well AJ knows I did not want to do it because I've been in psychiatry for so long and all of a sudden having to be truthful about my abilities and what had gone on in my life and now wait the universe wants me to monetize this and Turn it into a business and tell everyone and start making myself visible. Mm -mm. So, you have to have the courage to move past what the universe is asking for you Mm. for you to start achieving what you want. So, now my life is so much more richer, not aligned. Yeah, not even financially. It's not even about that. It's, I have such a better life now because i got myself into courage and thought you know what stuff it it Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what everyone thinks about what's now going to happen and courage causes you to change and evolve and expand Mm -hmm. over and over again and you're leaving behind versions of yourself constantly doing this work so I'm looking at the chart that you've got on your phone sitting there, AJ,
1: and I can see that fear mm-hmm. that vibration fear is sitting well below. It's about a
0: hundred. About a hundred.
1: So out of what what was enlightenment again? A thousand. A thousand and fear's at a hundred mm-hmm. on that scale. And courage is two hundred. Two hundred. So I can see fear sitting below there. Mm-hmm. So essentially if you're sitting in fear, or if you're trying to create from
0: the law of attraction because you're afraid, I don't want to be poor anymore or I don't want to suffer the same life my parents did or whatever, if you're creating from fear, it's going to take a whole lot of force to make it happen and it's not going to flow. But you're also manifesting from fear. that frequency. So you'll attract fear and you'll be at the vibration.
1: Yes. Yeah. But if you are sitting at courage or willingness or acceptance and you're if you're sitting there so that's above the Mm -hmm. 200 and you're so you're coming you're sitting at that frequency that energetic frequency courage acceptance reason willingness yeah that you know if you're creating from that space Mm -hmm. it's a much different space absolutely yes and so so there's more so there's so you're going to attract those at that frequency those positive things coming in as opposed to if you're if you're sitting at fear you're going to attract more fear yeah
0: even at reason is very much about intellect you know reason and intellect is at level 400 and so you're more likely to then look for what are what are the facts and the data what do i need in place in order to manifest what it is i'm looking for and so you're more likely to take those actions that align with that in order to make it happen
1: yeah it's really interesting. Mm. Want to save your soul?
0: Review us on Apple Podcast.
1: I remember once Wayne Dyer. I was watching one of his talks on YouTube, and he was talking about the power of intention, which mm-hmm. I guess is that it's like what do you intend to happen in your life, and that's what he was talking about. Absolutely. What do you intend to happen in your life? And he would t- he was telling this story, which for me it was a little light bulb moment. He said he was uh, walking on the beach and he ran into uh, a woman on the beach and that, and uh, she was chatting they were chatting and she said to him, uh, she said to him oh i've just moved from another another town what what what's it like living here what are the people like here and he said oh the uh, what what are people like where you came from and she went oh well the town where I came from the people were lovely had a really great life there and you know I was really happy there and he said well that's what you'll find here exactly and then he the story goes he met another woman and as he's walking down the beach and she said the same thing you know I've just moved to this town what are the people like here and he went well what are people like where you come from and she went oh actually you know I was really unhappy in that town the people were a bit mean they were gossipy I didn't make many friends there and he goes well that's what you'll find here yep
0: exactly yep. and it's kind of like metronomes you know musical metronomes if you put 50 metronomes in a room and you move them all at different times they will eventually sync, sync with each other yeah so like attracts like and from a quantum physics perspective it's always in the eye of the observer so he's absolutely correct that the person he's talking to will see more of what they already see until you do the work to move up the scale if you want to see different you have to be different
2: essentially i like that to see different you have to be different you have to grow and expand and Mm. start soaking up more things and have a look around you know that saying that you're the sum of the five people that you choose to spend your time with Mm. start having a look at your relationships and is this person coming over for a coffee and are they just gossiping about everybody or are they having expansive conversations, talking about their dreams? What are they wanting to do? How are they going to expand? That is a much nicer conversation to be having with friends than it is sitting around talking about other people.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, Beck, tell me about something that you've really manifested in your life. So I read The
2: Secret, did the whole, you know, need the car, blah, blah, blah. And The Secret had sort of come out where you know, I was sick all the time, I had the diagnosis of lupus, I was working in the prison system, it was trauma after trauma after trauma, and I'm like, why is all this drama happening to me constantly? And then sort of moving through a lot of loss and trauma, I thought I'm just destined to have this continually happen in my life. And it wasn't until I lost a baby, second term of pregnancy after being told from my entire adult life I couldn't have children that like I'd really hit rock bottom and I went on long service leave I moved up to Brisbane and like I've got to change my life I can't keep doing this anymore and I remember I was just sitting there and like this light bulb moment of gratitude felt like filled me my whole body was filled with gratitude it was a very energetic visceral kind of Feeling. And I heard this big booming voice saying, But you are a mum. And then I was like, Oh, just because she's not here with us and I didn't get to hold her, I'm still a mum. And so that's when I realized gratitude is the big difference to manifesting being grateful for what you actually have and so I was so grateful that I had that space and the scans and got to communicate with the baby even though she you know moved on and then I got pregnant again with my now daughter who's seven god Mm lover and 12 months exact same due date Wow. apart yeah and then i realized wow like i manifested mm-hmm. this i allowed this to happen because they used me as a case study up at brisbane women's hospital because all my medical stuff is like this shouldn't happen yeah. and then through that power of gratitude and that journey that she and i went on when i was pregnant with her i healed everything my uterus, my cervix grew after cancer. There was all these things that happened that the doctors couldn't explain. And I knew it was because I really understood gratitude for the first time. I really understood, wow, we, I'm in charge of changing my life. Because mm. we throw around the term gratitude all the time. Yeah. I'm going
1: to say that. We, it's like, yeah. oh, be grateful. I'm grateful and grateful and grateful. grateful. No, it's, a, it's, but a, it's, it's
2: an energy. It's not yeah. just a word. No, yeah. You've got to put the emotion in behind the word. And then that makes the frequency even stronger. This is what where the power comes from. Once you put the emotion behind the mm. words that you're using and you really understand what it is that you're saying and putting out into the universe, that's when you realize, wow, I've got to be so careful and mindful about what I am saying and putting out into the universe yes. because I'm going to attract it back. So I was attracting trauma and trauma and trauma and drama and drama and now I don't because I'm so mindful of my frequency and my words and how I feel and what I say and I make sure that if I am feeling down, I process it rather than shoving it down. You've got to like, when things like anger and fear and stuff come up for you, why is this coming up for me? How do I purge it so it's not affecting my frequency? Mm. If you ignore it, it'll continue to affect your frequency. Which Mm. is acceptance. Yeah. Right.
1: So what about you, AJ? What's something that you have attracted into your life?
0: Yeah, well, I was just going to say... First, what Rebecca was just saying ties into that, the secret movie, where I think the most powerful thing it taught was energy flows where attention goes. And so it's absolutely right. You attract good, bad, you know, neutral. And actually, everything just is, we label it good or bad. Mm-hmm. Like that Chinese proverb of the old farmer, the Chinese farmer saying, you know, he catches a wild horse and all the neighbours say, oh, you're so lucky. And he says, maybe, maybe not. And then his son rides the horse and falls off and breaks his leg. And they say, oh, you're so unlucky. And he says, maybe, maybe not. And then they're doing conscription for war and they can't take his son because he's got a broken leg. And they all say, oh, you're so lucky, right? Maybe, maybe not. For me, it would have to be my property that I'm at now. And I looked for land for quite a while and a lot of Indigenous elders would say to me, just be patient because the land will choose you, like it's already a done deal, you just have to get in alignment with it, exactly that. Yeah. And so, I looked for ages and I put offers and bought so many properties and then right at the last minute didn't go through with them because I knew they weren't quite the right match. But when I found the piece of land that I'm a custodian of now, the moment I drove up the driveway and got out of the car, I spontaneously cried and my whole body was buzzing, you know, like it actually felt like I had pins and needles almost through my hands and feet and I knew straight away and I'd envisaged feeling connected to the land. So, I'd really been in that emotion and so as soon as I felt it flood me, I knew And the previous owner was actually there and she was an artist and showed me a painting she'd painted of me two weeks before riding up the driveway. Um, And I was wearing exactly the clothes that she'd painted. And she said, as soon as I saw you, I knew you were the buyer because you were right in alignment. So you can't explain those things in normal logical terms.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if someone wants to manifest or bring something new into their life, but they're sitting mm-hmm. on that scale below the 200. So they're sitting in an energetic vibration or frequency in fear mm-hmm. or anger or grief. Mm-hmm. How do you move up that scale? Even because I'm looking and, in, 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 you know, there's courage, um, mm. spirituality, reason, love, joy. How do you actually move up? And like, I'm going, cause I imagine I mean, people go, yeah, I'm happy, but I go, okay, like, really energetically (laughs) happy? I don't know. Yeah. How do you move up? So,
0: I think there's some practical ways and then maybe you can add in as well. If you're, say, at apathy, you're not going to jump to courage or to love straight away. Like, there's no way you can jump up 10 points, you know, 100, 200 points on the scale or more than that. So, I go, could we get you to anger? Because at least if you're at anger, you're starting to get some passion about life. And can you get the dissonance between where I'm at to where I want to be to get stronger so that I start getting pissed off with that? Because that will move me into action. Because you have to take action for the law of attraction to work. Um, Yeah, You
1: can't just sit there and go, I really want this to happen. You have to do stuff.
0: You've got to go, and I'm doing this to support it to happen. Yeah, because the universe has got it waiting for you, but it can't deliver unless you're moving towards it. But you can do lots of little things to at least move your emotion up as much as possible. And so that could be patting your cat. A cat is at 500. It's at the scale of love, a cat's purr. (laughs) It could be listening to things like, say, Vivaldi's Four Seasons, I think, is at about 680. Um, reading texts like the Upanishads, the Bhagavad Gita, the Bible, whether people are into that sort of thing or not, a lot of those are at really high frequency. Being around people who are at a higher state and having that gratitude or things that bring you into a state of where you feel better and where you're in the moment and not in the past, being depressed about things that have happened and also, strangely, not too much in the future. But you need to be present in that emotion in the now. So, if you love dancing and singing or you love colouring in or whatever it is, do more of that so that you're at least getting into a better, more expansive, happier frequency. That's a good beginning. But generally, you can only move up kind of slowly. And it means also releasing the negative energy that's holding you back. So and like Beck was control. saying before, yeah, you've got
2: to. So if you're really <laughs> wanting something, surrender. You've got to surrender to it. It's it's like if you went to a restaurant and you put your order in, you wouldn't then go in to, to the kitchen, kitchen. <laughs> and yep. then tell the chef exactly how they're to cook it and start harassing them. You'd get kicked out of the restaurant. You wouldn't get your meal. So you have to because when you're wanting to control the how, you create resistance and it lowers the frequency because you're wanting to control from a place of fear. You're not trusting that it's going to happen. You're fearful that it won't happen. And so the fear is making you control more. So you just keep doing the actions, but surrender that if it's meant to be, it'll be. And I'm going to keep visualizing it and I'm gonna keep in the gratitude. And this or something better. Because what you visualized may not even be as good as it could be. Exactly. Yeah, you don't know. But I simplify this like very simply with clients. It's all about love and fear. Mm -hmm. So fear frequencies, just move away from it. If you sit in yourself, am I making this decision out of fear? Then no. If I'm making this decision out of love then move towards the feeling of love because sometimes the decision that you're making doesn't make any sense. You know, when you do pros and cons lists and stuff, it doesn't make any sense, but the feeling of love towards it is really important. And I always encourage patients, clients, anyone about release, receive and releasing all of the stuff with forgiveness and having a forgiveness practice, whether or not it's journaling using the Hawaiian pono anything to just release all of the stuff that you're holding onto that needs to go. Releasing you know, your relationship with parents where it's been dodgy or your siblings or mm. exes or anything, you know, just let go of that stuff that holds you down, holds your frequency down in fear and then use gratitude to really start receiving because it's the gratitude and to really embody what you're grateful for now. And I remember last year during The pandemic I had a lot of clients like my business boomed but there was a lot of fear and that's why a lot of people were coming to see me and I said if you get yourself right in the present moment because that's all you can control is right now right now I have more food in my fridge than I actually can consume right now in this present moment I have access to electricity and water like more than I need right now there's more petrol in my car than I need right now there's a roof over my head and I'm so stinking grateful that I'm supported housed clothed fed and then you just start there just start at that basics and then you'll start to realize oh I can be grateful for what I've got because when you're telling someone who's in a whirl of drama and everything's going bad you say just be grateful for what you've got and there it's like asking someone are you okay while they're flying off the handle it just (laughs) it doesn't work so just get yourself into okay i'm gonna be grateful for the basic necessities that i have and then i can move into wow i'm so grateful for this flip this like flip the script all the time. You're like, oh my god, my house is having so many problems. I can't stand living in this dump. Well, more problems. That's what's going to happen. More problems. You've got to flip it into. I'm so grateful that I have this house. I'm so grateful that I live in this suburb. I'm so grateful that I have all of these things. I'm so grateful that I got friends that live across the street and like change it and then watch everything start to shift. Even your own peace of mind and your own sense of stability starts to shift. And that in itself is enough as far as I'm concerned. If you can find contentment and fulfillment within yourself by doing this, then it doesn't really matter the material possessions. Because when we talk about the law of manifesting, mainly people are talking about what are they going to tangibly own, bring into their 3d reality and it's not always about that it's about self-love self-contentment self-fulfillment which is why it'll only get you to about 400 intellect
0: and possessions will only get you to about level 400 people who seem really happy and joyful and you know you meet the dalai lama and they laugh about things and they don't have any possessions it's because they've already gone beyond to 500 600 I was going to say, I think law of attraction, though, is the law of mirroring. So, even if you're saying, I want this thing, and that's what you're trying to put your energy and attention into, if part of you goes, oh, but that'll never work for you, or that won't happen, you'll still see that. So, if you look in the mirror, can you not see yourself? Yeah, you can see yourself. Yeah, but you can't not see yourself. You can't look in the mirror and see negative space, Yeah, right? And the law of attraction works exactly the same way. It will always show you what's going on in the inside. So a great way is what Beck's talking about is look at the evidence of your life. And if what's showing up is not what you want on the outside, then that means there's more work to do on the inside. So until you clean your mirror on the inside, you're gonna keep seeing that stuff. Or if you're focusing on your lack or whatever, you're gonna keep seeing that. And I think a great person who's an example that people might know because I've seen his frequency being read with his permission is Russell Brand. Yeah. And he was incarnated at about 250 or something like that but he dropped to about 40 throughout his life and was at about 50 he was at like apathy and shame and guilt whilst he had drug addiction and all of those sorts of things and he realized when he looked around in his life that I'm not creating the life I wanted and he was miserable and so that's when he went as a seeker looking for other philosophies and ways to overcome that and he's now at about 500 yeah. Wow. so and there's not that many beings that are at that level and the beautiful thing about that is the more work we do on ourselves, the more impact we naturally have on others so yeah. someone at 500 will impact 5 million people yeah below because it's logarithmic so the seven eight nine great beings that are at 900 right now are keeping the world
1: as peaceful as it can be
0: want to fill your soul with more go
1: to the com. how do you find out where you are Like you were saying that you did a test or something. Yeah, I've
0: had a reading done by two people in South America that actually do Mm -hmm. it. Um, You can also go in a really rudimentary way and have a kinesiologist muscle test you. And so they can just say, are you at 200, 250, you know, those sorts of things. But I actually had mine read and they use different scientific ways of measuring your energy and your aura and where you're coming from.
1: Yeah. 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 So you were saying you were, in, when you were incarnated, so
0: that's when you were born. Incarnated is when your seed, the seed was planted. I was higher and then when I was born I dropped to 100 because there was a lot going on in the world and my mum had anxiety and there was a fuel shortage and my dad couldn't come to the hospital and there was all these medical things going on so she, her anxiety dropped me yeah, and I'm now at 300 so I'm not even back up to where I was incarnated, I'm still yeah. working on that.
1: Yeah. yeah, and so how do you work on that then?
0: I work on that through doing more of the inner work so yeah. you know, mindfulness, meditation um, practicing and watching and observing my own thoughts so going isn't that interesting that just showed up in my life wow what have I been thinking about yeah what you know how am I feeling about that and often our emotions can be tricky because our logic takes over so I've learned to surrender as Beck's saying and trust my gut more and my intuition so everything I did previously in my life was more driven by my intellect yeah and I've had to learn to let go and go no what am I really feeling about that and to trust that more
1: yeah, yeah. what about you beck have you done any of that testing with yourself
2: well now i have a healy <laughs> so i can just use they're amazing but i digress mm-hmm. i can do a scan on my chakras and stuff using my healy but you don't you know need something like that yeah it just it's not even about really having to scan yourself. It's just, oh, how am I feeling? Am mm. I feeling in love? Am I feeling aligned with myself? And am yeah. I teaching this to others? And then you know that you're on yeah. the right path. Mm. You you just have to make sure that you're, you're staying in a state of love. And this is why self-love is so important because it shifts and changes everything how people interact around you Mm -hmm. your boundaries listening to yourself opening up your intuition you know your psychic abilities will start to increase the higher your frequency gets that's a byproduct the more you raise your frequency the more you're able to perceptually pick up on things outside of 3d reality
0: yeah and not fake love like I love myself I love myself you know I mean affirmations are great but really that deep and even when I'm making choices like you know picking up food and going is this in my greatest highest good right now you know, or is this good for me, good for others, good for the planet? Actually becoming more conscious in mm-hmm. the way you move through life mm-hmm. will support you. And dealing with your dark corners, I don't not know. pushing them down, but going, you know what, there's stuff coming up. It's not that pretty and working with it, getting a therapist or whoever to help you work through that stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm going to ask you a question. We talk about self-love. You're right. It's like so love yourself, nurture yourself, all of that self-love, self-love, self-love. This is. I realise this is a really big generalisation, but do you think that most people actually do truly love themselves? No, I don't. Mm-mm. I would agree. That's why 80% of the population are below 200. I
2: would agree. I but would go we're to, taught not to. Look yeah. at the weight loss industry. We're not good enough. Look at social media. You're constantly bombarded with messaging from the moment. You enter the world, you're not good enough, so buy this. You're not good enough, so have this. Compare yourself to these people, you're not good enough to have it. That's the messaging. Don't love yourself. Don't be prideful for yourself because that's hideous and you're vain or... You know, the fairy tales, the things that we read from a young age, we're taught not to love ourselves. Well, Mm. and do you know what? And, you know, I've heard this,
1: you know, people that I know going, oh, yeah, look at her. She's on herself. She's forgotten where she came from and all of that sort of thing. You go, that's actually really kind of
0: stardust and
1: source energy. And (laughs) we're all bloody amazing. But I (laughs) go, it's funny because we talk about empowering and uplifting other people. But actually, when somebody starts to rise, there's a hell of a lot of people that are holding on, trying to pull them back down to go, look at her. That comes
2: from their own inability to love themselves. Because the world is a mirror. So the trigger is, oh my goodness, that person loves themselves. But because they're coming from a place of, I really don't like myself. I really don't like my life. I'm quite insecure. And they can't recognize that. They're so angered by somebody who's moved beyond that. It angers them.
0: Yeah. And maybe at the point of courage where it takes courage to move above you, if you're the person that they're talking about, will be unsettled by that. Yeah. But if you're at love or joy, 500, 600, you'll be like, oh, bless them, Yeah. right? And not in an ego way because you've moved beyond because below 200, it matters what everyone else thinks of you and you're dependent on external views. Above, you're kind of like, I'm good. No yeah, matter what you you goes on in validation. the environment, I'm okay, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, you start to worry about that less. And so,
2: even if someone is making those remarks, that's just where they're at. But even having this conversation will help other people who think, oh, wow, I really don't love myself. And it's okay to love yourself. And it's actually really important that we love ourselves. For us to be able to manifest what we want Because it's not going to come if you don't Actually love yourself well, How dare you
0: not Yeah, Because you have this one chance on the earth all right? This opportunity of a seed and an egg meeting yeah. To make it a grand life Unless you believe in
2: reincarnation Well, oh. have a second turn <laughs> Or a few near death experiences I've had a couple of them
1: Yeah <laughs> Okay, beautiful ladies. Thank you so much, Soul Sisters, for coming in and Thank talking you. about that
2: with us today. <laughs> That's juicy. You
1: might have to do a part two on this one. We so need to do a part. I'm actually feel. I agree, we're not done. Yeah. We're not we're, done yeah, here. The law a law of attraction part two. Well, and do you know what? I actually think the next episode that we need to do is around that self-love and how do yeah. you truly mm. actually love yourself? It's and so then, important. and What do you do when you start to rise and then someone grabs you by those ankles and goes, hang on, sister? Yeah. That's yeah. A Get really back important down here, episode. absolutely. That's our next one. Stay tuned, Sounds sisters. Great. Okay, back. So, how can people find out more about you, and especially if they want a house clearing?
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. so I don't advertise the house clearings, but Mel thinks it's so exciting now. <laughs> um, but I do do house clearings if you're in the Newcastle surround areas. But you can find me at my website, which is. RebeccaGibson.com.au. I'm on Facebook mainly, which is Rebecca Gibson Psychic Medium, and Instagram Rebecca Gibson Psychic Medium or Clubhouse. It's Rebecca Gibson Clubhouse. She's an. She's a clubber. She's a clubber.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what about you,
2: AJ? I'm AlexandraJoy.com.au website.
0: I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook as myself, <laughs> and on the Instagram, I'm under the Valley of Joy, which is the property on yeah. the
1: gram. Thank you so much, my beautiful. Thank soul you.
0: Sisters. thanks for having fun. Thanks for listening to Hey Soul Sister with Mel Histon. What would help you on your crazy life journey? Email melissa at thesistercode.com.